Hello, everyone. Hello. My name is Matt Armando. I'm Emily Riggins. And this is TBD. With Matt Emily. Emily. <laughs> um, for those who couldn't hear the Emily part. I didn't Emily. think I was that loud. I mean, probably you probably weren't that loud, but it's like just above the Zoom level of limits. Welcome to the premiere podcast about tea and friendship. The only. The only, the only, the only comma premiere. Yeah. The only comma premiere podcast about tea and friendship. Mm -hmm. TBD. Um, Emily, what's this podcast about? Oh, that's a great question. Um, well, it's about tea. I think we've established that. We are drinking tea right now, but we're not going to talk about it right now. Mm -mm. Mm -hmm. But we are drinking tea. That's a really important thing to picture. We are friends. Mm. Sometimes, sometimes, and also maybe this time, we have friends on the podcast that are not me and Matt. Whoa, a third person. Now, we've only done that once in the last mm, nine or so months. I, are you sure we could even handle that two weeks in a row? You know, I'm not sure. We're going to find out. I'm just going to, I'm just like, I'm just putting like breadcrumbs out there and like having people follow me on mm. this journey I'm taking them on. Very good of you, Hansel or Gretel. I, didn't they do that? Which one did it? Uh, anyway. Well, I assume they took turns. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> we also sometimes. Yeah. We're part of the podcast. Have topics. Mm. Sometimes if we have a guest, that guest will bring a topic. Sometimes if we don't have a guest, one of us will bring that topic. But the big thing about this topic is that the person who brings it is the only person who knows what the topic is. So let's say we had a guest, if we can handle it. Big hypothetical here. Yeah, that person would bring us a topic, but Matt and I don't know. Unclear. Um, that's a pretty good explanation. I have a surprise for you. Whoa. Are you ready for this surprise? No. I know you did not see this coming. I know you had no clue this was gonna happen, but we have a guest this week. Can you believe what? that? Her jaw, Emily's jaw dropped. Uh, not a vocal <laughs> response necessarily. Uh, please welcome to our our, our podcast stage, um, our podcast Zoom stage. I mean, we used to have a stage when it was my couch. Remember when it was my couch? I don't remember your couch, honestly. <laughs> please welcome to the podcast, Julia Schroeder. Hi. Hello. Hi. Oh my gosh, I'm the guest. I'm the guest. I did just like literally a second ago join the podcast. So it was... It was a surprise to really even all of us. Yeah, like I don't know how she got the link. I yeah no I've gotten okay in quarantine I got really good at hacking zooms so when everyone's like talking about like oh you know here's the password so we don't get zoom bombed I'm the one that people are pretty much kind of like trying to protect against. Wow, I'm honestly impressed. Like you've really used this quarantine to like develop some skills. Thank you. Yeah, I don't do anything weird on it. I just try to join the conversation. Most times get booted off, but like this time, it seems like you guys are letting me stay. Hey, we didn't know you were coming and we're so happy you're here. Oh, I'm so happy <laughs> that I'm here to see you guys. Personally, I don't know how to kick anyone out without closing the whole meeting, so. Okay, perfect. Uh -oh. so That's my problem. I guess we'll just do the podcast. Well, <laughs> as the host, I got to tell you, my kids are obsessed with who is the host of a Zoom meeting. My youths at school are obsessed with knowing who the host is. And guys, I gotta say, I'm the host. Yeah. <gasps> Wait, you ever let is a it kid not be always the, the same? Is it not always you at school? 
no it's it's pretty much always me oh. <laughs> sometimes someone else will come in a room first and they'll be the host and I'll be a co-host oh. like another adult so you said it where if the kids get there before you no if it's like another adult oh another adult okay <laughs> I once made all of the kids co-hosts and it was pure chaos but they had such a ball because then they have like they can like do things they were muting they were recording they were playing around it was wacky it was wacky times and then i one by one was like no more co-host powers we gotta go to our lesson now but it was it was quite the time oh my god i love that Uh, you could play like a version of tag where you're like sending people to the waiting room (laughs) and like if you're like the last person there or it's like it's like king of the hills last person standing who didn't get sent to the waiting room Oh, if that when they all are co-hosts. Like, yeah, if you're all, if you all have waiting room privilege and like you're, you're trying to be the one who's like, I don't know how you sneak around with that, but you know, I made up a game. This is a game everyone should play. Take this, this is a game and Emily, you should play it. You absolutely should play it. <laughs> uh, it so let me, let me just establish the rules of this game. Mm-hmm. Is it worth it? Yeah, do it. Okay. Yeah. Oh, it's definitely worth it. <laughs> we're all co-hosts. Yep. Yeah. And one by one, we put each other in the waiting room. Anyone can put anyone in the waiting room they want. The object is to be the last person in the meeting. So nobody's put you in the waiting room. And you know what? I imagine like alliances will happen too. Where like, hey, I won't, I, let's gang up on, you know, like uh, the left, the upper left portion of the Zoom meeting. Yeah. Because they'll get, they'll be able to like accomplish more in an alliance. That would be interesting, Emily, if you, if you set the, all the cameras to be in host order and then you, you analyzed like if it mattered where you were in the, no in the screen to how quickly you were eliminated. <laughs> Maybe, yes. I actually do think this game has some some ideas. However, mm-hmm. however, um, it on iPads, you can't change the way the screen is. The person who is like that, it's their iPad, they're always second. The other ones might change around them, but they're always second. Um, I man, tried it. I- iPads are broken. <laughs> <laughs> they're ruining with, my game <laughs> i think it's with tablet i don't know why but okay it's kind of odd to be honest <laughs> but whatever i mean i guess i haven't tried it in a few weeks months maybe so maybe they've updated the settings it was oh. when they first oh. did that you can move boxes around um they hmm. tried it i mean hopefully they patch that one out that's a that's a big problem they need to fix that so that my game works <laughs> um, let me tell you, there was that's sitting my- on millions right now, and uh, uh, we're all—I mean, we're all in charge of this issue. Okay, I do want to—I do want to ask a clarifying question about this game because this is this is important. Yeah. Let's say you're my ally, and I get put in the waiting room. Yeah. Can you bring me back in? Ooh! Wow! Wow! Oh, but if you if you did this like two like teams, yeah. If you did capture the flag. Um, Trying to think how, how you win this one. Uh, I guess everyone goes in. This one's I think tough. you have to be able to. Oh, wait, yeah. but then, yeah, the game would never end. I wonder if there's like a way, oh, man, I wish there was a way to like try to get someone at the same time. That's like a, that's like a caught, <laughs> like I caught you trying to kick me out or something. There's, mm. hmm. yeah. Zoom isn't, Zoom isn't friendly enough for this. I think mine is just like, it's like a game that's over in about, it's about seven seconds long. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Um, but then you just play it again. You play it all day long. Guys, yeah, it's sustainable. You, I think what this conversation tells me is that the for the past, I don't know how many months, nine months, we've all spent way too much time on Zoom. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. I've been yeah. spending too much time playing games on Zoom. 
<laughs> um, okay. I think that was enough chit chat. Don't you guys agree? <laughs> well, let's hope so. <laughs> uh, I'll take any disagreements now. <laughs> uh, I would like to disagree. Uh... And if anyone wants to lodge an official complaint, we can put this uh, podcast under review later and then we'll have to replay it from the point of um, uh, contention. And it, is it reviewed? It gets reviewed by Apple. Apple's the one to decide or who? Yeah. 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 Apple... It, we, it's a bunch of apples that decide it. Okay. Yep. That makes sense to me. Whichever of us makes a the best apple pie gets their decision <gasps> to I stand. I do still have a, one big piece of apple pie left. Did you make this apple pie? I did. Wow. Uh, all right. Well, you get to decide. Then. <laughs> if you're the only one who has, of us who has an apple pie on hand, then you automatically win. Yeah, true. Okay. All right. Perfect. Um, anyways, it's, we're playing this under... under um, under protest, that's what it is in Indian baseball. Yeah. Uh, so this is under protest, but uh, we will continue on no matter what. Um, <laughs> we got to play those nine innings, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, Emily, I'll start with you this week, because why not? Oh, wait, okay, fine. Emily, sing us a song. <laughs> Emily, I told you we're under protest. <laughs> uh, we're really under protest now. Okay. Tea talk, tea talk, tea talk, tea. Talk. We're talking to you today. I'm sorry, Emily. I didn't mean to interrupt that. <laughs> Maybe the rudest thing you've ever done. I, you know, <laughs> as often as Emily has um, overly exaggerated my rudeness, I, I do feel rude for that one. So I will, I will take that one and call myself rude. <laughs> I like, I, I saw Emily's face during that moment, and I thought, oh boy, this isn't good. It's, it's possible that the friendship part of this podcast might be ending. I think, I think it might honestly Emily Emily <laughs> but no 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 but then but then Matt thank you for letting Emily sing yeah and you then I, I I was pretty apologetic I got I think I, it's true <laughs> but you gotta know it's my favorite part my instruments yeah my vocal prowess being mm -hmm. shared with the world yeah that uh, yeah it's nice shaking it Emily now that you've uh shaken your tea <laughs> um <laughs> What is that tea that you're drinking? What is what is your tea today? I am drinking the Dollar Tea Club's pumpkin patch tea. Pumpkin patch. Oh, cool. Look at that. Um, I you know I want to read some copy. Um, longtime listeners might know I truly love copy. Yeah. Notes of cinnamon and pumpkin abound. The tantalizing flavor of spiced pumpkin patch is sure to warm the insides and keep you coming back for more. This is an absolutely amazing tea that harkens to the open road in autumn. Wow. <laughs> the open road in autumn. <laughs> That's quite some copy. Would you, yeah. do you concur? Um, you know, do I feel like I'm in autumn? Yes. Do I feel like I'm on the open road? No, mm -mm. that's a tougher stretch for me. See now, yeah. see now, driving stresses you out, Emily. So I guess it, it's a good thing it doesn't remind you of being on the road because that would mean it's stressful. That's absolutely true. That's absolutely Wait, true. Where'd you grow up? I grew up in Ohio. Oh, Michigan. Oh, fun. Maybe we've um, talked about this before. Massachusetts. I feel like all <laughs> that I didn't know. Wait, we're in Ohio, real quick. Um, I from near Columbus. It's Lancaster, Ohio. It's forty-five minutes southeast of Columbus. Where'd you grow up in Michigan? Um, suburb of Detroit, Livonia. Okay. But um, driving, I mean, driving is 
is king in in the Midwest. Yeah, mostly Michigan and, for sure. Uh, hey, the- I I owned a Ford. <laughs> oh, thank you so much for <laughs> for for your for your patronage. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm buying I'm buying what I need to buy. Thank you. <laughs> Pretty sure it was made in America too. Uh, are they all made in America? Maybe they all are. I don't know. Let's say yes. Let's let's give them that. I like I I in my head I'm thinking like all their trucks probably are, but I owned a car and I'm like they probably were just like well the car people aren't going to be so weird about if it's made in America. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Michigan is a hand, right? Yep. And Massachusetts is is, is an arm. So that's <gasps> that's the connection Look we got here. Us. I'm connecting us. <laughs> yeah, we we are parts of the body indeed. Aw. And we're um, even like close to each other. Yeah, you know, not it's not that far. On the body. <laughs> not that far. Um, hands and arms are the closest two things as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> <laughs> They're about as close as Michigan and Massachusetts on a map. <laughs> mm. Um so what a breakout. <laughs> Concerned about the geography educations of both the Massachusetts public school system and the Michigan public school system, because in my brain, Massachusetts, Michigan, the far apart, just very far apart. They are. However, do you know what I bet both places have? What? Pumpkin patches. <gasps> oh. They sure do. I can attest to Michigan. Yeah. I mean, I've never seen a pumpkin in Michigan, but I'm certain they're there. <laughs> but have you seen a pumpkin in Massachusetts? Uh, let me think. Um, every year of my life from age one to 30. <laughs> I kind of see a pumpkin on your shelf thing. There's a fake pumpkin here, although this is in Brooklyn, so this doesn't count. Very true. <laughs> New York does also have pumpkins. I can attest to that. Yes. Yeah. Are there any states that there are no pumpkins? I have to imagine they're, they're even in Hawaii, which would maybe be the last state to have a pumpkin. You think? Do you guys agree? Or do you think the last state would be Alaska to have a pumpkin? Well, it's how do they the grow? What do they need? They need, well, I, what do they need? I think they could grow anywhere, to be honest. I think they can grow anywhere. I bet you. I mean, they, I mean, really, I mean, the ones, I mean, we associate them with like Halloween and the fall, but those ones are the ones growing in the summer. So, you know, they're growing in the heat. Mm. Um, and Alaska is not like frozen all year round. <laughs> exactly. Um, so yeah, I'm pretty sure they have them everywhere. Pumpkin Emily- <laughs> <laughs> This is a black tea with apple, orange, rosehip, pumpkin, hibiscus, calendula, sunflower petals, cinnamon, and other natural flavors. Does it taste like pumpkin pie? Um, no. But it does taste good. Um, it definitely, you know, I definitely taste the cinnamon. Absolutely. And I also definitely, definitely does have a hint of pumpkin. Um, so I, I do agree that it should be called the pumpkin patch tea. Um, How do you think it compares to um, pod favorite, the uh, David's tea pumpkin um so pumpkin chai? What is it? What is that it called? Pumpkin chai, yeah. Here's the thing. I thought about comparing it to that tea in my brain. I was like, we've had this other pumpkin tea that I loved that I miss and then I'm sad I don't have. Um, I decided against making that comparison because it's just not fair to this tea. Mm-hmm. This tea is not as good as David's tea. Pumpkin Ooh. chai. 
But to be is fair, the, is the pumpkin? Oh, go ahead. Oh, to be fair, most teas don't live up to David's teas. Pumpkin chai. Is David's David's tea pumpkin chai? Is it like a drink you get there, or do they have like a steepy thing? Um, so you can, if you go to David Tea, I'm not sure about now, you can like order like a cup of individual teas. Okay. But this is like a loose leaf tea you can buy. Got it. Okay, cool. Um, is this also the one that had little pumpkins in it? Yeah. <laughs> it had little pumpkin like sprinkles in it. <laughs> Shut up. David's Tea is pretty neat with the, uh, uh, sprinkles that look like things. They'll, they'll put those in there so that even if you buy the loose, if you buy the loose leaf, you get a, like a little extra thing to like look at. <laughs> Cute. I, I do like when loose tea is like that. Mm-hmm. Um, we had one with little flamingo things in it one time. God. We had little little candy champagne balls once. No, that wasn't a David's tea. That was from that was from Sweden. Um, I take it back. David's tea. You, you don't. You didn't do that one. Yeah, David's tea. Stop taking credit for that. Um, um, Emily, do you have anything else to say about this tea before I ask you an important question? I do think it's a solid tea. Like, I will definitely. I don't have much more of it left because it was a sample from Dollar Tea Club, but I will happily drink it. Um, it's just, I do think it's an unfair comparison. There you go. It's not quite as good, but it's, it's its own thing. Yeah. I mean, it's probably somebody who probably loves the tea you're drinking probably doesn't like the David's tea one. Cause it probably has like <clears throat> maybe, um, either too much or too little flavor or whatever, but it goes one direction or the other. And you know, maybe that people would just prefer a, a lighter one. Cause I do know, I mean, the, the chai, the David's tea is a chai and is also like so spicy and so flavorful. Um, and I could imagine someone wanting a, 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 I don't know, I don't want to say watered down version, but yeah. <laughs> I will chiller. say it does not taste like a chai, although it has cinnamon in it. It's definitely a black tea with cinnamon, not a chai tea. Wow. That. Emily, can you hold up the label for me so I can read it? <laughs> Is this pumpkin patch uh, tea from your dollar tea club? Is that correct? Is this your cup of tea or not your cup of tea? It's my cup of tea. I mean, yeah, I'm not gonna compare it to one of my top five favorite teas of all time, but it is a good tea. Like, honestly, it might be one of the best I've had from Dollar Tea Club. Um, I, I, I like the flavor. I think it goes well with milk and sugar, which is vital to me when I have a black tea. Um, it feels, you know, I don't want to say it, I feel like I'm on the open road because I don't. <laughs> However, I do feel like it's an autumn drink because when I drink it, I feel a little cozy and I'm wearing a sweater right now. And I feel like I just want to curl up on my couch and and be cozy. Mm. So yeah. it's my cup of tea. Hey, you know, second place when first place is so good is not, not so bad, you know? <laughs> It's like when Allie Raisman got silver to Simone Biles gold mm. in the last Olympics. Like she like wasn't upset about it because Simone Biles is so good. Right, 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 right. Imagine being mad you got a silver medal. Imagine the <laughs> the life you must live to be mad about getting a silver. <laughs> there is a psychological phenomenon though that silver silver placed silver medalists can be less happy than bronze medalists because they got closer to gold. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I imagine if you lose, if you were to lose something by like a 10th of a point or like a, a 10th of a second or something like that, you'd also be like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, you'd be so yeah, mad. Yeah, and yeah, like, yeah, exactly. If it, and if it's like gymnastics would be like the one judge who like gave you like point 
one different and that's how you lost you're like oh I hate that one judge <laughs> yeah was, especially with like team sports and stuff where they do like like brackets yeah. when you're in the way it usually works is if you win third you win your game to medal right but, oh you end on a yes but when you when it's it's the gold and silver game silver the last game you play you lose great point mm. yep totally that's true that's true totally yeah so your yeah your last game you've won or last game you've lost very that's really weird to be like to come out losers and be like i'm you know better than the, the people who just won a game <laughs> yeah. um interesting never really put it in that perspective julia mm -hmm. what tea do you have today okay well today the tea that i'm drinking is from my imperfect foods shipment <laughs> do you have that um no i have misfits market which i love <gasps> yes i used to have misfits okay which one do you like better it's tough i really like imperfect because there's more choices more mm -hmm. choices more more um um i there's more that i can select for myself rather than them being like okay you have three of these and two of these make your pick and it's like they're all sold out and it's like okay um but i've found that i've been a little bit happier with imperfect okay wow now what I'm tea curious about this this oh. was good oh go ahead what oh oh i no. mean i could continue this conversation i was gonna ask you about your tea yeah no let's get into the tea okay so <laughs> it's I don't know what this brand is. Butch is best, <laughs> but it's a Pinho Jade Green, green Tea. Anyway, wow. green tea and uh, it's loose leaf and I've put it in my contraption here that no one can see because this is in fact a listening medium, but it's sort of like, I don't know, it's from Tivana. It's like, a, it's, a, it's like a clear syrup dispenser. <laughs> That's what it looks like. <gasps> From IHOP. Like yes. an, I, yeah, an IHOP. But you imagine some... that you put that syrup container on top of your cup and then the syrup comes out of it. <laughs> yeah. Um... Anyway, yeah, that's what I'm drinking. And yeah, it's good. I um, actually looked at the directions on how to steep it this time. Mm -hmm. In the past, I've just kind of like winged it mm -hmm. and have put way too much in and it's like strong as hell and i like start shaking <laughs> and then i eventually like looked at the directions it's like you're supposed to put one teaspoon in and i'm like yeah i was putting like two tablespoons <laughs> that's a lot of tea um, oh my god one cup of tea. crazy yeah I, it, it really ends up mattering and as you get like better about it you realize like the differences in the taste of like steeping times and the amount that you've steeped and things like that. Like I've definitely become much more attuned to that um, because of this podcast. <laughs> yeah, I bet. And, uh, yeah, cause I was way more, I was way more cavalier with it all um, yes. before. <laughs> yeah, um, totally. And I, I've gotten like, I really like loose leaf tea um, as, as a whole. <laughs> <laughs> and I have gotten like different teas from Tivana where you that's kind of a lot you like fill like a little like the, the recommendation is way more than this and so I'm like okay well I guess that's what you do and then it's different for every tea yeah yeah 
different different wow. different different temperatures, different times, different amounts of loose leaf. Oh, it's crazy. Um, I have a whole method, but I also make five cups of tea at once and then just drink them in succession. <laughs> wow. So that I have like a makes sense too. I have a method of measuring out how much I know will take me to drink five cups of tea and then I okay. will make five cups. And then tell me about caffeine for you guys. What's the deal? Does it affect you in tea? Does it not? It, it does not as strongly as it does in coffee, right? Because coffee is just more tea or more, sorry, coffee is just more caffeine. <laughs> um, yeah. but it does affect me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Does, does it affect you? Yes. Yes. And, and no, I mean, especially when I put two dang tablespoons of this in there, <laughs> I was like, Oh my God, what have I done? <laughs> that was a crazy feeling. But I think like drinking this right now at 5ish PM in this hour that we find ourselves, I'll be okay for to sleep. But if I were to do this with caffeinated coffee, nah. -uh. Mm -mm. Uh, when when do you go to bed? If that's not being too uh, forward. No, I'll I'll disclose that. <laughs> it sort of depends. Uh, one ish. It depends. Okay. One to two is sort of my typical but i will say that last week i was cat sitting for a friend and the cats their schedule was eat at 7 30 so i was going to bed way earlier and waking up earlier i, I guess harder I, for me did i feel like you and i did uh email at like really weird times <laughs> i was sending emails at like crazy late and then yeah you responded to me one day at like at 12 30 in the morning <laughs> oh yeah that's normal to, for me sometimes i'll send yeah. emails at 12 30 and i'm like this seems so normal to me but it's probably kind of crazy well i sent i sent you my email to you you literally responded to me wait is this i think you responded to me later. yeah like right after so we were both emailing <laughs> it was, if that's my sweet spot if you want to get a quick response for me email wise do it at like midnight good to know that's what yeah. i'm on I mean, I'm a good, I'm a one to 2 a.m. person myself. So I'm okay, like, cool. this all makes sense to me. <laughs> Perfect. And then what time do you wake up? Um, like eight or nine. Okay. Um, what time do you wake up? <laughs> <laughs> um, no comment. No <laughs> comment. No, it's way okay, earlier it's or way later than me? <laughs> oh, later. But it's really, it's not bad. Today was like, I don't know, 9.45 or 10. I can run. I mean, well, today I slept in because it's the weekend for me. But Oh, right. Okay. I, um, well, I also was up till 3.30 in the morning last night. So I was up later and I slept later. I, I, I can do good on like seven hours of sleep. So that's like sort okay. of my jam. Sure. Okay. I hear you. Um, um, all right. A couple things. Yeah. One, I wish I could live your lives. Okay. I wake <laughs> up so early. I would love to I but here's the thing, I still will regularly stay up until midnight. And every yeah. single time I'm like, what am I doing? Yeah, it's hard. I just yeah, I don't know. I love the nighttime and I don't like the morning time. <laughs> oh my gosh. But anyway, I feel like I like but I wish I had both. I wish I could just go to bed late and then sleep and then also wake up early. Yeah. yeah, I love sleep too much. Mm -hmm. uh, Julia, what um, would you say? How how much of a tea drinker are you? Versus also, I don't know. Are you a coffee drinker as well? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I would say I'm. I I really like tea. I 
I think it's a great alternative to coffee. I think like my, my go-to is coffee, especially in the morning if I'm feeling it or whatever. Here's when I, uh, tea is perfect to me. If there's any inkling of like sickness, tea is all I ever want. And I think it, that tea with honey and a little bit of lemon can cure any, literally anything, broken leg, tea with lemon and honey. I oh, also that's so, like, scientific, science proves that. Science, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is good because yeah. as you might know, there's a big um, there's a big health crisis in this Pandemic. country right now. So it's good to know that tea with honey in it and lemon, or lemon will just figure it out. <laughs> it cures it, it cures it and it also prevents it. Yeah. Mm. Interesting. Oh, so I've been, I've been immune this whole time. Just crazy. <laughs> and that's why you guys are healthy. Yep. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Don't wait. Don't wait, um, get your lemon. <laughs> yeah. 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 I also used to like lose my voice a lot because, uh, uh, I don't, I don't know how to control the volume of my voice. And I also like when I was doing like regular shows, um, and I had a specific like written show where we, I had to like yell a lot or whatever. So there was like a time in my life where I would just constantly have a raspy voice and like, I would have to drink tea with lemon and honey just to try and combat some of my. Yeah. As soon as, as soon as you were like, I, I used to lose my voice a lot. I was like, yeah. Cause you yell on stage. <laughs> <laughs> Loud as hell. <laughs> um, we I don't all think... have our own brand of comedy. Okay. Yeah. Mine's screaming. <laughs> I like to tip chairs over. <laughs> um, I don't know what I, I don't know what I do. <laughs> uh, be disliked by the audience. Maybe. Yeah. 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 I think that's definitely you. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> That's sort of my vibe, my wheelhouse. My wheelhouse. <laughs> okay, let's let's go back to tea though, real quick. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So tea. You have like a pretty good relationship tea with tea, but like yeah. it's not something you drink all the time. But I want to hear about your relationship to this particular tea. Can you tell okay. tell me the name of this tea again? Yeah, it's called Pinho Jade Green Tea. So Ew. Pinho must be something. This is a type of tea that's not specific to whatever Butch's best is, which I did look up and I could not find any, anything on it. <laughs> Imperfect um, foods, we gotta know more, okay? Let yeah, us know. which is so funny. So I, I saw this, I, I think I was like running low on, I really, I used to get for like Christmas Hanukkah, uh, like my, a, a go-to thing for us would just get, would get a, tin can of Tivana tea which we always loved and usually it was some sort of like you know some sort of like rooibos or like pineapple kind of whatever or like there was like a chai that I really loved there and that would be like definitely a, a, a go-to um with this particular tea my relationship is well we're trying to understand each other <laughs> not my first choice it's not mm. the i just i think green tea is fine i just think like green tea by itself without honey is sometimes like what am i drinking i think i i yeah if i ever make green tea i put honey in it okay um, okay and I, when i say if i ever do i do make it somewhat frequently but like okay <laughs> i'd say i probably drink i have to be in the mood for green tea too but like mm. Um, cause I, Emily and I are both more black tea drinkers, but That's I'll, I'll slip know, in too. some other stuff. Okay. Maybe I should like try more black teas. And I also am not really like, 
versed on on milk in tea and i would love to know secrets um so matt has some different opinions about milk and sugar in his teas okay i will put milk in pretty much all black teas but okay. i have learned to not do it in other types of teas okay because the, okay. the reaction is not like good sometimes you can put it in like a green tea and it like it's like weird curdly or something yeah um, I, will say, I will say i've i've actually been putting milk in a lot more stuff because i think largely because i've been making so much at home that i like want to i'll even put a splash in to cool it down so i can get to drinking it faster <laughs> <laughs> um but just like a I, i'll just do a splash of like i'll just do like a splash of milk usually like not okay. more not more not much more than just a little bit yeah honestly i like that idea and i think i might try it with some some black tea i'm not a I'm not a milk and coffee drinker, um, unless it's like a full on latte or cappuccino. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, I'm all into that, but milk and coffee, I think, is like, oh, I'd rather have it black. Yeah, I, I don't. I mean, black. I mean, I like black black tea as well. I mean, it's still very good. Uh, right, right. And often, if I will make my five cups, a couple of them will be without milk, and a couple of them will be with it. Yeah. Um, but I switch it up. Yep. Okay, that also makes sense. Um, if I were to recommend you, if you wanted to like try some black teas, yes, please. I would try to think of like, there's like a bunch of stores, like there's David's Tea, there's Tivana, there's, there's T2 and like try to get like, not sample sizes, but smaller sizes. Yeah, yeah. There's like variety packs that have all sorts of different kinds. And oh, then you can yeah. like play around. I yeah. love a variety pack. 100%. Um, Okay, this is this is great. I'm also like a non-dairy. Oh, I I eat dairy, but usually with milk, I'll only have non-dairy. Do you have like, oh, if you're gonna go non-dairy milk, use this kind, or not? Something. I have used oat milk in my tea because okay. I like oat milk a lot. Okay, and it's fine. Okay, I also like like I just like use such a soy might pack. be good too. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'll use, uh, I'll use coconut milk. Um, <gasps> yes. and it's fine. Um, it's, it's, it's fine. Coconut milk is kind of whatever. Um, I'll talk about a different milk when it gets to my portion of tea talk, but, uh, I don't want to <gasps> jump the gun. No, let's get into it. Or, or well, are there any questions? Um, oh, before yes. we move on, does your tea have any copy to read? Like, oh, of course. Okay. There, there is copy. There's in fact copy. You guys ready? I'm ready. Emily's ready too. Pinho Jade is a special fair trade organic green tea from Yen Bai, Vietnam. This tea is harvested from wild ancient trees believed to be over 300 years old. Wow. The depths <laughs> of the tree roots extract minerals that produce a characteristic flavor and long aftertaste with notes of thyme and pine. Whoa. Yeah. You get the notes of thyme and pine. You know, I think when I put way too much in there, I was like, I'm getting something earthy. <laughs> I don't think I distinguish like pine and thyme though. It just kind of tasted more like dirt. <laughs> I think sometimes green tea to me can have like an earthy grassy taste mm -hmm. that okay. I don't always love. Yeah. Um, There's definitely like, a few different kinds of green tea like there's the there's the earthier there's the leafier and there's the grassier 
I may be missing one in there, but those feel like the, the ones. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Um, and, you know, grass, some people are just like little leaves, but I definitely think they taste different. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, okay. Well, I think, I think it's time. Are you ready for this question I'm about to ask you, Julia? I'm ready. Okay. Just like be really prepared. This is like a really important question. Okay. 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 Would you say that this Pinho Jade Green Tea by Butch's Best is your cup of tea or not your cup of tea? You know, I said I was going to be prepared for this question. It's <laughs> so hard for me to make any decision. I want to say that with all of the shade that I've thrown so far at this tea, I want to say that it is, it is still my cup of tea. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. Good. That's good to hear. I like got a big bag of it. <laughs> yeah. I, what I would add is I think in terms of flavor, I maybe should add a little bit of honey to it. I don't know that I'm going to, but I, I think I'm, I'm like so much more optimistic about this tea having used the correct amount of leaves <laughs> that's good because i also need to tell the listeners that when you held up that thing of tea there's a lot of tea in that bag it's a <laughs> lot it's so much it's like a bag of flour worth of tea <laughs> um, oh my god it's so much now i don't i'm gonna recommend what i do when i have a bunch of tea like that yes. look up how to make iced tea because it gets rid of leaves fast I, and I love iced tea. I love iced tea, especially in the summer. I think it's one of the best drinks that you could ever have. And summer is right around a couple of corners, you know, <laughs> before know. you know it. <laughs> yeah, we have already turned the corner on it and we will turn the corner, uh, you know, in a handful of months. We're like, yeah, we're like halfway, we're halfway there as Bon Jovi yeah. might say. Um, yeah, bon Jovi, do I have that right? Okay, good. I don't know, actually. <laughs> but I want That's to all, that. we're halfway there. Halfway. Oh. Yeah, absolutely. Living on a prayer? Living on a prayer. Uh, yeah, good. Julia, thank you so much for bringing and preparing this tea. It is my honor. Thank you, guys. Um, Matt, there's yeah. been two different teas on this podcast so far. Oh, yeah. Do you have a third tea for us, or did you just like, no tea, not this time? I sure did. I sure did bring a tea. Um, now I will say I, I'm out, I'm out of my loose leaf tea, like of new, of ones we haven't had on the podcast. I should, I'm not out of tea. That will never happen. The day of the apocalypse, <laughs> but, uh, I have no more new loose leaf tea I've never had on the podcast before. So I decided to get a little creative, uh, 15 minutes before we started doing this. I actually, um, I have this, uh, chai tea mix uh, or Thai, uh, chai tea concentrate from the store. So they sell it to you in like one of those, you know, um, cardboard box bottle things. It is by the Oregon Chai Company. Which I think a lot of cafes use this too. Mm -hmm. um, but mine is also very specifically the salted caramel version. <gasps> okay. So it's, uh, okay. this is a picture for you guys of it in my refrigerator. I didn't feel like it's, there's still some left. <laughs> Um, okay. Yes, that looks really good to me. Um, and this is the tea I make when I I get this I get this weekly usually <laughs> or like every couple of weeks, and it makes like mm, three or four cups of tea per bottle. 
and uh, like you use half tea and then half milk to, okay. to finish it off. Yep. And then um, it's kind of like if I want it, if I want tea now, <laughs> I will make this. <laughs> and I will often just microwave the mixture um, though, because I was trying to keep it real. I made it in a uh, pot on the stove, <laughs> um, which I think is a more authentic way of making it. But um, actually, May, may honestly taste better that I did it this way. And I made this, it is a 50-50 mix. You put half concentrate and uh, often I will make it with coconut milk, but I was teasing a different milk a few minutes ago. I made this with half pistachio milk. Whoa. And, uh, whoop, 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 whoop. <laughs> wow. Okay, wait, I didn't know they were doing it. Pistachio milk, a thing. This is also not my first time doing this. It's a little trick. <laughs> It tastes, pistachio milk is pretty good. It um, tastes, it's like, it's, it's like milk with a hint of pistachio <laughs> in it. So it like kind of gives anything you drink with it a weird thing, weird little uh, uh, twinge to it. So I'm basically having salted caramel chai with pistachio <laughs> flavoring. <laughs> my drink I is insane. I'm obsessed. <laughs> um, oh my gosh. Now my favorite non-dairy milk is oat milk because, and some people don't believe me, but it tastes like milk. Like to me, oat milk is it is it's just milk. It's wild. It's one of the best. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um. So you're telling me that this tastes like pistachio? Yeah. <laughs> it's not like an overwhelm. It's like it's like if you just drank it, like it's not like when you drink chocolate milk, you're like this is chocolate milk. <laughs> this is, <laughs> I taste the chocolate. Yeah. I taste the chocolate in this chocolate milk. Like you wouldn't. Yeah, you wouldn't just put chocolate milk in a thing and be like it's lightly chocolatey. No. This is, it's, it's, um, it's kind of like one of those like more sweeter coconut milks where it tastes more like coconut. Cause I, I find like a lot of coconut milk tastes nothing like coconut. It just, it just is a milk substitute. Uh, this just has like that hint of pistachio. So like, if you didn't want to get near pistachio flavor, do not put this in your drink. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but if you were fine with like it, it altering the flavoring a little bit, it's pretty good. And it's also thick. It's like creamy. So it like kind of does a good job of simulating the, uh, the mouthfeel yeah. of milk where I feel like the other, like basically I, the only other thing I really ever have is the coconut milk, which is so, is really watery. Yes. It's too thin. Too thin. Uh, but the pistachio milk is, is, is a lot thicker and creamier. Okay. I'm with you on all of this. That's partly why I like oat milk because it is a little bit thicker and I think has the mouthfeel of regular milk. I think almond milk is too thin. Coconut milk is too thin, but here's my thing. Um, the brand Califia Farms or something, it, they're in the bottle, is sort of big and it's sort mm. of like a genie shape. Mm. No, maybe not, but you know what I mean. Yeah, <laughs> genie, the, a genie's bottle shaped? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not the actual genie. Um, and also, well, either way, it's sort of like a lamp, yeah, like a lava lamp. It doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. <laughs> if we can give you 10 more minutes on what this bottle looks like. <laughs> right, right, right. It's so plastic. Um, but they do a great job with milks and they all tend to be like, I, I, I there's not a, there's not a Califia Farms milk that I've tried that isn't delightful. Mm. Perhaps, perhaps I'll look into it. I, uh, I always have something cause I don't, I'm not not dairy, um, but I feel like it's better for you than, I think these are better for you than to have like a shit ton of dairy. <laughs> Cause like, if I was drinking this much dairy a week, I think that might be bad for me. 
um because i also make smoothies and stuff so I, like i use yeah. that and that instead of milk or whatever you would put in them <laughs> um just to bring it back to misfits market every time i get a misfits market shipment i get a little little thing of oat milk in there yes and that's what i have in my refrigerator go. right now i've had it with cookies i gotta tell i gotta recommend it wow i think it's so good oat milk. i love oat milk um well uh so uh this is pretty good it's a, it's a thing i've had a bunch uh it's it's like it's a little candy like it's a little sweet it's a little uh decadent for the normal tea liking but you know, I thought I'd bring it on the pod and talk about it. Um, I actually would love to ask you a question about your your pistachio salted caramel chai tea. Yes. Have you ever done it just iced? Because when I, I will buy those concentrates sometimes and I will just like put it over ice, like half. Mm, I usually do more chai than milk because I like the chai flavor and I like it to be strong. That's just me. But I, I, I never heat it up ever. I always just make iced chais. Have you done that? Have you thought about doing it? I know you love hot drinks. I have thought about it and I've done it. <laughs> How does it compare? Um, it's, uh, I think it's a mood thing. Like um, for me, I'm probably making it, I'm probably making it like two thirds of the time hot, one third of the time iced. Nice. And I would say that I, if, I'm, if it's iced, I guess I might lean on putting in more concentrate because it's gonna, the ice is gonna melt. Right. If it's hot, I actually probably go with more milk and maybe that's this brand because it's pretty strong. And even if I add like a little more milk to it, um, it's like, I don't, it doesn't feel like watered down at all. It still feels very chai-like. Um, in fact, this one that I'm drinking right now is probably just like a little more than half uh, milk. Um, it also helps when you put pistachio milk in. So that <laughs> fills in <Yeah>. the flavor. <laughs> I'm so intrigued by this. Sometimes I see those concentrates and I'm like, yes, this is what I should get. And then I never do. So like most most of the time when you go uh, and get a chai somewhere, they're like just giving you this stuff anyways. Right, like, right. Uh, most places aren't making their own chai mix from scratch. Although I would love totally. it if they did. Most places are not. I gotta say though, when they make it from like a tea bag from scratch, it's too thin. I don't like it when they do that. I don't like it like that, but they can, there's a way for them to make this like concentrate themselves. And I have mm -hmm. been to places like that. And sometimes that can be really, really good or like really unique. Cause you're like, oh, I've never, tasted it quite like this place has it. Um, I can't remember any in New York off the top of my head, but like I've definitely experienced it. And I think to myself, like there are certain places in New York that I do or do not get chais from because I know how they make it or I've like gotten it there before. And I'm like, oh, I don't like how they make it there. Mm -hmm. um, I got a powdered one recently because I didn't want to watch the good coffee shop. So I went to one that's a little closer to my apartment and I could tell it was powder based. I drank like half of it and yeah. I, was like, uh, I was done. They're gritty. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I used to, in, over the summer actually, ish, I went through a matcha powder phase. Mm. And each time I was like, this isn't good. <laughs> I had a matcha earlier today. I like matcha, but. <laughs> I love it. I love it. But with the way it was like, I was very particular about the way I was making it. I think that it can be great. I think it can also be yeah. not so great. Yeah, if you have a place that's like, if you have a place that thinks it's just like dumping mix in wa water or milk, then it's going to come out bad because there are certainly bar baristas and stuff at places that are just like, well, this is what you just dump. It's like any old mix, but that's actually not how you make ma matcha. Like there's more yeah, of a process like, to you it. You got to do concentrate and then, and then. Yeah, there's a whole process. Yeah. But I think people, people see it's a powder and they think like, oh, this is, much, this is easy to make. I don't have to spend any effort, but it's like, that's actually not true. Um, 
Okay, that's you all I have to are say. are kind of reminding me that I do actually really do like tea. <laughs> <laughs> Tea's good. Right, can I ask you one more question about this tea? Sure. Are you always buying salted caramel or is this like just like a holiday fun thing? Uh, normally I'm not getting this uh, caramel, salted caramel one. This is the first time I think I've done it, uh, but they're actually out of the normal stuff. So it was like, okay, try this out. <laughs> yeah. um, I think I'll probably go, well, it's, it's nice. I don't, I, don't, I don't mind the variety, but I'll probably like next time go back to the, the other one. Switch it up. Okay. Matt, I have a question for you. Yeah. It's a really important question. Okay. I feel like sometimes you don't take this question seriously. That's not true. You always take it seriously. <laughs> but I just need you to take it seriously. Would you say that this organ chai concentrate salted caramel flavor in pistachio milk is your cup of tea or not your cup of tea? It's definitely my cup of tea. I, I, I don't know that I would have brought it here otherwise. I don't know. <laughs> I would have dumped this down the drain. <laughs> Later tea. Um, yeah, it's good. Tastes good. It's a nice little treat on this Sunday afternoon into evening. <laughs> it's so dark out. Um, yeah. Yeah, it is. <laughs> um, tea talk done? Tea talk complete. Great. That was, I want to just say that that is probably our longest tea talk of all time, but we went in so many directions. Oh no. <laughs> we covered so much ground. We talked about milks. We talked about, no, we were, it's, it's fine. It's just what a tea talk that just was. I hope everybody loved it <laughs> as much as we did. Oh my God. Um, I just like to put a pin in sometimes when we have uh, record breaking segments, I like to just mention. <laughs> I'm glad to know. I'm glad to um, know. <laughs> okay. Emily, go ahead. Matt. Yes. Julia. Sometimes I have a topic. <laughs> Sometimes Matt has a topic. But I gotta tell the listeners, we don't have topics today. I, yeah, I forgot to bring one, so hopefully it's <gasps> not me. We are thoroughly unprepared for this podcast oh, no. because Julia yeah. was prepared. Yeah. And Julia brought a topic to us today. Julia, I gotta ask you a big question. Okay. What was that topic? What is that topic? The topic today is Taylor Swift's folklore album. <laughs> you haven't talked about it yet, right? No, I, I haven't. No, you haven't. Okay, but... Great, great, great. In which will and hopefully can and hopefully will include the recent Disney Plus filming and re-recording of the songs. Hey, you can choose to include that in your topic or not. You're in charge. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> well, I spent so much time talking about tea, I guess. Um, <laughs> um Julia, I'm so excited. Um, this really matches the time someone brought the topic of Scientology to the podcast of like things I'm excited about. Yes. So, oh, I'm so glad to hear this. Um, and I know I because I I do know that you have talked about Lover before. That's true. But of course, folklore wasn't out yet. Okay, exactly. I say, but what I'm saying is I'm glad to hear this. Yes. Emily's, Emily's a real Swifty. <gasps> mm -hmm. Music to my ears. Um, I will show you afterwards, but I have the single version of Cardigan in CD form. No way. Wow. Yeah. CD form even. I thought there would be a digital version that they would send as well, but there's not. So now I just have a CD that I can't. So it's just that wonderful. <laughs> So it just sits by my TV. 
Uh, I love, I cannot wait to see it, actually. Okay. So for me, you guys, what is Folklore by Taylor Swift? <laughs> okay, well, Folklore by Taylor Swift, I'll start us out, is the album that she wrote in Quar, kind of released in July-ish, June-ish, July-ish, um, as a surprise, was like, hey, I have an album dropping at midnight tonight and um i hope you enjoy it and kind of just like did it all without her like label really knowing really pulled a beyonce on us and um it's really fantastic it's all um it's kind of really like groundbreaking in some ways for her in it and um you know uh, she did a few interesting things on this, which I think we can get into. Can but... I say one real thing real quick about Grant Breaking? Literally the first thing she says is, I'm doing good. I'm on some new shit. Yeah. In the first the first line in this album is that exact line. Mm -hmm. oh, rated E for explicit, I bet. Yeah. Oh, it is. Oh, it actually is. Yeah. <laughs> but so is Cardigan, which I didn't know... Just drop a drop an f bomb in there somewhere. Oh no, it's really? last great American dynasty. I mean, yeah. Also, no explicit on my tears ricochet, which she has, says, "Fuck it, that." Oh, am I allowed to say that? Oh yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. We okay, we right. much like folklore are rated E for explicit. Okay. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right, wonderful. That's anyway. the that's the I'd say if. Us and folklore has anything in common. It's that rated E part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the that is the main thing. That and you guys released this entire podcast, you know, without anyone really. Our label had no idea we were doing this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we did a lot of it doing during quarantine. Oh, I love that. Just kind of inspired, um, like had to create, you know. Yeah, yeah. and yeah, don't yeah, forget. Yeah. And Emily, don't forget, we have that Disney Plus special. Oh yeah, I, oh, I, it's my schedule. Don't worry. Yeah, it's coming out on <laughs> Christmas Day. They were like, we have to wait for Christmas Day. And we're going to put out the TBD Christmas special yes, <laughs> on Disney Plus. A huge tea day is Christmas Day. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, we're re-recording every episode for that one day. Oh my God, I love to hear that. I love <laughs> to hear that. Um, okay, can I ask a question? Well, I have so many questions. I also want, yes. I know this is your topic. I want you to lead the discussion. No, but, no, I like questions. Okay, so first I'm gonna tell a story that me and my niece brought folk folklore to us. Okay. We were in a pool. Okay, she's 17, I'm me, I'm 30. We're the same age. Okay. We were in a pool. We were just floating around. And she said, you know what I need? I need Taylor to release some new music. <gasps> And I said, you know, Carly, I need that too. I just, I don't think it's going to happen. It's like not her schedule. Mm -hmm. And she said, you know, but like, I liked Lover, but it's like, it hasn't, like, it hasn't stuck with me as much. And I'm like, yeah. Carly, I feel you. And if she were to make a new album, I want it to be like, like really stripped down and like just her. And we were like, totally. yeah, that's what we want. Two weeks later, guys, you know what we got? Two weeks. Oh, what did we get, Emily? Gosh. We got folklore. She literally, folklore, folklore is yeah. what she delivered on after your conversation. I really love that story. Thank you. Um, second, I, this is my question for you. Where okay. were you? How did you find out she was releasing an album? I think my friend Nicole sent me a story and was like, 
all like Instagram story. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wait, what? Huh? What? Mm-hmm. And my first thought was, okay, excited. Sometimes I sort of feel like I'm never the first person to like listen to things or watch things or whatever. So I, usually I'm not like that excited about, I get, I'm like, oh, well, everyone else is going to listen to this first. I don't know why there's like that subconscious thing. So I was like very intrigued, but I didn't know what it was going to be. And I will even say it took me like, a little bit of time to really get acquainted with this album because I think like a lot of people it was released at a time where I wasn't really down to be listening to music especially like like I don't know white people music (laughs) interesting interesting (laughs) yeah you know um and uh so it, it didn't really fit the vibe of this summer I would say but August rolled around and that's when I sort of started really giving it some listens and then um, I think a real turning point for me was when my boyfriend James started getting into it because he's like he's a I would say he's got like more elevated taste in music and when he started being like oh wait this is a really good album with like a lot of intricate sort of like weaving in and out and whatever we started really getting into like the storylines and like the you know the actual like um literature of it (laughs) um then I think it was became like pretty clear that this was like a fascinating album and like very fun to get to know and listen to um well let me ask you where were you when you heard (laughs) well I was in this apartment that I'm currently in okay and I woke up to a text from my niece said niece from story we're both best friends and big swifties um and she just sent me a text all caps that said Emmy another text Taylor another text she and I was like what is happening so I just respond Carly and I go to Twitter because I'm like Twitter's gonna tell me what's happening Twitter yep and I'm like, and then I see she's releasing an album yeah. and I respond to Carly. I could pull it up, but I think I said something like, OMG, we did this. Cause again, yeah, we made this happen. Yeah. Um, I literally wouldn't be surprised if she recorded it in that two week time. Like not that she, but like if she did this in two weeks, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I will say I listened to it at midnight that night. Okay. Listen to it twice at midnight. The first time, the first time you listen through it, it kind of, it sounds the same. Yeah. It's, like, it's hard to differentiate the songs. You gotta, you gotta give it a couple listens to get into the feel. Yep. I will say I took to it immediately uh-huh. because it was a lot of people's like feeling at that time was anger and like, we're in this quarantine, but this album is a sad album. True. But, and I had been sad. Like mm-hmm. I was sad, sad, sad. And the album is mm-hmm. sad, sad, sad. Yes. A lot of people I heard talking about it compared it to Gaslighter by the Dixie Chicks. Oh yeah. Cause they came out similar times, which yeah. I do love that album. I, I also love, but it's anger, anger, anger. Yeah. Yeah. And I like, it wasn't at the anger, anger, anger all the time. So the sad, right. sad, okay. sad of folklore really appealed to me. That being gotcha. said, Gaslighter has some really great songs. Yeah. Um, yeah, I also would not compare those two. I would, yeah. I think, I think there was a song on Gaslighter where I was like, oh, I feel like Taylor could have 
written this. And I also know, I mean, huge inspiration. The, uh, the chicks were huge inspiration to Taylor and like everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so saying that is sort of funny to me. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, okay, I'll, I'll take that. I'll take it. Also, I will say the fact that you started listening to it also makes sense. Cause if she had been like in normal Taylor mode, this is an autumn album. You like yeah. need to, it, it, it has to be kind of chilly. You need to wear yeah. a cardigan. Yeah. And you have to just, just, I declared multiple times that I was going to run away to the woods and just yeah. be when like within like a constant dreary state and just like mm-hmm. be sad. That's the vibe of the album. It absolutely is. Yeah. I think it made a lot of people start hiking. <laughs> I have Camping, not hiked going to but I, I have not hiked to this album, but I would oh. hike to this album. Yeah. I also we'll just, like stay in a cabin, like find an Airbnb. <laughs> um, I also just want to say real quick to the intricate nature of the storytelling in this album. Yeah. I just would really recommend you go back to both Speak Now and Red and listen to it with this lens because she's always been doing this. Guys, her story. She, has, she totally yeah. has. No, and she's like famously a very good storyteller. Mm-hmm. And I and I think so. I I wouldn't say I've never called myself a Swifty, although I think that I am a Swifty. Mm-hmm. But also, I don't know that I would identify as that. But I really do lo- love her, and I just keep finding myself with Taylor is like one being like, oh, I don't, I can't, I don't know if I can like, I like ironically like Taylor Swift or like, oh, she's, you know, she knows how to write good songs and stuff. But I've never until like probably 1989 was the turning point for me. And then Lover where I was like unapologetically like, oh my gosh. But I just feel like inevitably she does something like so like, Taylor, what are you doing? That makes me laugh and be like oh okay i don't know but then she keeps redeeming herself with like like oh maybe it's okay (laughs) still love her she is listen i could talk about taylor swift forever but she is a fascinating celebrity because you can see her trying in real time Mm -hmm. and that's like part of the reason i love her like yeah one of the lines in the song is like (gasps) it's like um I've never been a natural. All I do is try, try, try. try, try. try. I'm still on that trapeze. Yeah. I'm still trying. Um, Yeah. Oh, that's all. And that really, that painted a picture. It does. I love that song. Long Um, agreeing pause. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But like, you can see the mechanics working. And I think that's why a lot of people are off put by her Mm because so many people's public personas are like, I don't think about this at all, but like Taylor is very clearly thinking about everything. Yes. Oh, 100%. Mm-hmm. 100%. And I, I actually like recently did go back and listen to her whole discography because then I was just like curious. I've always loved, I've always loved these albums. I've always loved these songs, but I haven't gotten really into like the actual, like the actual here's what the album is. It's more like, oh, I know this song from it. I know this song from it. It wasn't until 1989 that I was like full on album Taylor. Mm-hmm. So when I went back and I listened to Red, I was like, who who failed to tell me how good of an album this is? I had no 
clue. It's legit. Like song after song is so good. Yeah, it's the greatest yes. album of our time. <laughs> okay, I don't know if I would go that far, but I will say that I, it is definitely worth. It's definitely worth listening to or re-listening to mm-hmm. for anybody. I just love it. It also came out and I listened to it when it came out at a time when I need think those songs really spoke to me. I was yeah. 22 when it came out. I am also 30 right now. So I've grown up with her as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's also even beyond that song, which I do like, but it's not the best album song on red, but okay. like that album has all too well. And like, yeah. you can't, you can't beat that song. That song is really good. It's so good. I've also only recently learned about track fives. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Which on this one is Mirabel? Wait. No, it's no, my character Ricochet. Ricochet. Wait, and it's so, so, okay. Matt, you probably don't know this because I didn't know this. Track mm-hmm. five, Emily, you explain. What's a track five? So I don't quite know exactly how to explain it, but it tends to be like this like super emotional, powerful song that like, it's kind of like, it's like the the this the like the song the fans are like that's the song and of- it's specific to her yeah like she will do this stuff I th- I've also recently learned that there's like track nine someone pointed out track nines or something too that's too much that's too much for me I don't know that okay, one maybe it was just one tweet <laughs> is this that the fifth track on every album is hits a certain emotional thing yeah. or whatever and she has acknowledged <laughs> that this is a thing as well. Mm-hmm. If we were to go to that Disney Plus special, yeah, she acknowledges that she there was like a competition for track five on folklore, and it ended up being My Tears Ricochet. But she also was like, I wrote the song, I always knew it was going to be track five. Okay, what was it? Did she say what it was between? No, I don't think she did. Okay, um, I gotta say, that's a pretty interesting, uh, it's a pretty interesting arrangement choice because, um. I, I guess I'm not, this is, I'm just going to spout a couple of things and not really have an opinion about it. But, um, you know, like I'm actually sort of a, a old school person when I listen to music in that I like to listen to albums um, front to back. And like, I'm not mm-hmm. as much of, I mean, you know, I'm not opposed to listening to just a list of random songs. In fact, I do that quite often, but I like listening to albums front to back. And one of the reasons that I ha- I like doing that, and I think that's really the best way to listen to music is because I generally feel like most albums are arranged in some way yes sometimes it's good to hear that taylor does this because i feel like a lot of times these like mega celebrities people don't do that um because they honestly aren't even writing songs beyond the singles so they're just trying to like get stuff on the radio or whatever uh so it's neat that she is putting together this this list what is what's kind of further interesting i guess is that uh, somehow this arrangement always lands with the fifth song being this way. Cause you'd think, you know, if you were intentionally arranging an album with some sort of, you know, flow, um, you'd think about like the, maybe like the pace of the songs or like how mm-hmm. a song would go into another song or, or something like that. But this sounds like it's like, it is intentional, but it's not really, um, I mean, I, I guess I'd say like probably the whole track listing is intentional, but for some, but the, the fifth and maybe the ninth slot are like, like tent poles to this theory. And then like, I guess I kind of wonder if there is one for all the tracks, like, oh, I put this one right before number five because it does X, Y, Z or whatever. 
that's a yeah. that's a great point first of all and and i think they did say that like track four not that that's a thing but the one before track five is always like some sort of like personal thing to her which i don't really think exile is but um i would say i don't know how personal it is although she did write it with her boyfriend joe alwyn oh Back. that's true that's so very maybe, true um but like in terms of taylor swift track fives my two favorite songs of taylor swift's are track fives which is all too well which is truly my favorite song of all time yeah like it's that and it's it's that like that's the answer um mm -hmm. but also dear john which is about john mayer but i really it, do love that song it's a great song um and it's it's I would say it's an, uh, I'd say not amongst fans, but amongst the wider, wider, wider world, people don't know about it as much. And it makes me sad because it's such a good song. It's a, it's, it's very good. Yes. I actually just listened to it yesterday. Ugh, so good. Um, okay. That, that totally makes sense. I think all too well is great. I also, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's all <laughs> I'll say. Um, um, do we can continue discussing folklore in big ways, but is there specific things you want to discuss, like specific tracks, specific parts? The, the, n not really, <laughs> mm -hmm. but I do. Mm, yeah, well, okay, in terms of tracks. <laughs> I am wondering because okay, this is this was my experience with it. There wasn't really a specific thing. I just it keeps this album keeps like coming up for me in terms of like in conversations with people, and I'm like, have you listened? Do you like it? And I just love talking about it and figuring mm -hmm. it out. Mm -hmm. But and just like new things keep like coming up for me. But when I first listened to it, I think this is true with a lot of people maybe not huge fans but it's like oh okay i liked it um that was really good but once they start actually like listening to it more and more it's like oh man this is excellent this was maybe my favorite album by her because i and i definitely went through that i think the first the fir my first like takeaways from it i was like obsessed with exile i thought that was the perfect song i thought it was absolutely gorgeous and i was like the rest of it okay I'm, i i like it but i and then peace as well that one to me was love it I, it was just almost like oh my gosh I, I still feel like that song is very underrated oh i agree I, so I heard someone's critique of the album is that it wasn't personal enough and what Taylor Swift does is write personal songs, which one, I disagree with that review, but I'm like, I don't think you can say this album isn't personal when she yeah. wrote Peace, which is like, it's all about how she doesn't feel like good enough to be in her relationship. Exactly. And it's like, just like a, such a beautiful song. And oh, it's so yeah. well-written. I love it. And and I also think in terms of that review, I actually, one of the good things I like about this album is that it is like sort of more, you know, folk, folk story sort of stuff and like mm -hmm. writing things from other people's perspectives. And I think one of my favorite songs on the album is uh, The Last Great American Dynasty. <laughs> love. And I 
learned that it's like one of the first songs she wrote in third person. Mm -hmm. And I love knowing that it's about like how she came to write this album, which is for anyone who doesn't know, sort of based on the, the life of the person who, who owned her Rhode Island house before her, which is sort of like a, um, what do you call it? Sort of like a, um, uh, we're trying to get here ghost story <laughs> no the lady was sort of like a, uh the word that keeps coming to my mind is diplomat but it's obviously not that um she was like a so, not i don't know if a socialite, socialite. Is the right word yes okay but socialite is closer yeah she married the heir to the standard standard oil name to quote the song yeah but yes her name was rebecca hartness harkness harkness and basically, I mean, the song is sort of like about her sort of deal, but at the end, it's sort of like the, a tie between Taylor and this woman. And I just think it's so well done. And I think in all of the, like, upon listening to this many times, I go through like, oh, this has to be about her. And then you realize, oh, it's about, you know, this thing. And then you listen more and it's like, this is about you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> which is I think one of the cool coolest parts about it is like you get something different out of it every time and in each phase yeah. of of listening and I think that's true of like when anybody listens to an album like different mm -hmm. things come up I think one thing that I love about Last Great American Dynasty which is one of my favorite songs on the album is that it's and they say this in the Disney Plus documentary so I want to give credit to it but that it's like so much of the like talk about this album was how it was not about Taylor mm -hmm. but even through the lens of these other characters the songs are clearly about Taylor so yeah. last great American dynasty it's about this other woman at the end yes. you know it's all about Taylor mm -hmm. and how her neighbors didn't really like that she was there because she was ruining everything like there were stories at the time when she first moved in that her neighbors were unhappy because they like she put up a wall so paparazzi couldn't see her and yep. stuff this, this this personal thing is really it's really striking to me because um well okay so i'll say a couple of things uh to lead into this uh i have listened to this album and i haven't listened to it in a while but my immediate reaction was i think this might be the her best album like that was my like first listen or second listen i was like this is pretty good uh i um i like the more like stripped down thing and like yeah. the songs i like less are the ones that seem to be the more produced ones like just I don't remember the names of them but there's a couple of them that I was like oh we're going into like a really poppy thing right now and I was like ah, I don't like this part of this song um but I like that overall the album was like not really going in that direction so that was good um I haven't listened to it in a while so I, I don't have that many active opinions about that but I don't know if this like was a turnoff for me on previous albums if the songs seemed like they were about her because I feel like I listen to music and I think I don't not, I don't want to I don't always imagine I mean the interesting thing is obviously she is this like huge celebrity so like people know who Taylor Swift is you can picture her um you have thoughts like about her good or bad or whatever mm -hmm. but like usually when I listen to music I'm not thinking about the person singing them necessarily mm -hmm. unless it's maybe like Eminem or something <laughs> and I like I'm, what I well I feel like he's just I for some reason Eminem just like all of his stuff it's like you listen to it and you can't help but think Eminem singing it's it. very apparent that he's the one saying yeah, it. yeah oh yeah. Detroit um <laughs> yeah. um yeah I don't know I think it's very 
yeah, I don't know. I mean, rap can be that way in general because rap is very um, uh, um, self-aggrandizing, right? And Eminem is maybe just the king of that aspect of it. I don't know. Mm. That's not entirely true. Uh, I like indie stuff. So I listen to a lot of indie rap and that doesn't seem as self-aggrandizing. Anyways, I'll move on. Um, anyways, I don't like, I don't like to think about the musician. I don't like it. I don't, I mean, I like to know it's personal to them. That is personal to them, but not that I want to think about them singing. I'd prefer to think of either myself or like put like um, an avatar for myself and be like, I know these feelings, these feelings feel real. Whereas like, if it was overly personal, I'd be like, why, like, it's, this feels too personal, I can't get into it, you know? <laughs> so I guess I, I find it strange that people were complaining that this was not about her. I think oh, being about yourself and being personal are different. I don't think people were complaining about that. I think it was a narrative that she, like, put out there, like, to the album. Like, these were characters, not her personal experiences. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. um however i would both contradict taylor and other people who say that where she's always only ever written about herself mm -hmm. i think she has like played into it like all too well references a scarf that is famous to be in a paparazzi photo with jake gyllenhaal it's like that's kind of part of it but there's also i mean her most famous song is love story not her most famous it's like everyone knows love story and that's about romeo and juliet quite literally it's like she wrote a fan fiction of Romeo and Juliet ending differently. And like, that's not about her, it's about Romeo and Juliet. And yeah. she also on Red has another song about like a famous older woman. She's about, I can't remember her first name, but Robert Kennedy's wife and their like courtship. Um, so I both- And I also think that, that even the personal stuff where she's singing first person, even a song like Dear John, it, it does, transport people and I think like she has a like specific listenership I think her her base is tends to be female and um like her age or, or younger but I absolutely not you know exclusively and mm -hmm. I think like so it doesn't surprise me that a song like Dear John Matt you listen to it and you go where do I find myself listen, listen i i'm actually really good at finding myself in things but i, I don't i believe that I, believe um, <laughs> I uh that fact that's maybe my only way of escape is to pretend i'm in different situations than my real one um <laughs> yeah. i'm not good in, i'm also i'm very bad at song names so like even if i know what song you're talking about i there's a very good chance i do not know it by name right right right, right. um that's just that's my that's a symptom of my album thing how i listen to albums like straight through um, mm -hmm. And I think I've listened to every Taylor Swift album. I'm not sure if there's one I'm missing. Um, the only one I for sure know the name of because it's the best Taylor Swift song is Look What You Made Me Do. <laughs> Matthew, do not listen, bring not that. that in here. <laughs> I, listen, she I kills herself in the music video. Oh, whatever. Um, it's so good. <laughs> anyway, I, listen, I'm not here to stand Look What You Made Me Do. However, I don't think it's as bad as people think. I actually agree with you. I think I texted a friend that one time and she basically blocked me, but. <laughs> Listen, I, have a, I have a favorite Taylor Swift song and I have a least favorite one. And that's, and, and that's, that's the only ones I need to know the names of. <laughs> Welcome um, to New York is the worst song of all time. Oh, I think it was Reputation that, no, I love that one. I think it was Bad Reputation oh, that I said. Was I like hate actually Not so too bad. <laughs> 
Um, I heard welcome. I heard welcome. Let me tell you my welcome to New York story. I was riding one of those like tour buses around New York and they just, they just play all these songs that are like have New York in the name. It's like yeah, Sinatra yeah. songs and whatever, like all these things. Um, that that really famous song from a few years ago, I think it's Rihanna or something, whatever. And I heard this well, and they, but they have some filler songs. Like there are songs that are just like nonsense. And I did not know this Welcome to New York song was a Taylor Swift song. I did not know it was a, prof like, I did not know a professional recorded this. <laughs> I thought it was like a karaoke like style track. <laughs> and I like found out it was her and I was like aghast. I was like, this was a purse, this was a real thing. And it was a single of hers too, which just, blew, it blew my mind that this was a song mm -hmm. that popular. It sounds it doesn't sound like a real, it doesn't sound real. I don't know. It sounds I'm going to be honest. If I heard that on a, on a tour bus and that like little organ part at the beginning comes in, I would be like, oh, after hearing all these New York songs, like, what is this? But I think if you listen to it first from the album, I think you would feel differently. I do think that intro piano organ, whatever it is, synthy kind of piano, whatever that is, is a little juvenile but it sounds like I a sample that comes makes with like, that stuff work it sounds like a sample that comes from like a audio program and it's like, boop, 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 yeah. boop, boop. like i'm like nobody touched it nobody fixed it you just like hold down a key and it just plays that for you <laughs> um so just a little background on that song this is not Thank about you. 1989 but it was the last song she wrote for 1989 and she added it on at the beginning um, I think because she was like announcing a new life for herself. Like I'm a New Yorker. I live in New York. This is the thesis statement to my, my album. It is, I am Listen, a single girl in New York. Her motivations are pure. I love I'm not gonna that I'm not going to, I'm not going to disagree with the motivations. It's just my least favorite. I will stand behind that song through thick and thin. I love it, but I do I I hear what you're saying if I heard it on a tour bus after hearing all these like cheesy campy New York songs it is kind of it is a little bit campy but I love it if I'm I love it so much if I'm gonna quote her myself <laughs> if I'm gonna quote her myself the old Taylor's dead so I anything before that song came out nothing matters <laughs> um no I will That's say after though anyway keep going um I was, wait this, wasn't that before I always think it's before, but it was after 1989. Anyways, anyways, if I were to think about 1989, I do think Blank Space, which is my second favorite Taylor Swift song. Um, honestly, All Too Well and Blank Space are like right there for me. Um, but I do think Blank Space is a better starter to the album. But I think that's also, I, I just like so truly love Ooh. Blank Space. I do okay, know Blank Space second. too. It is, is second. It second right now. Yeah, man. I see. I think it's awesome. Second, but I, I now, now that you say that though, if that was the start to it, I, yeah. Oh yeah. Hell yeah. I know Blank Space too. That's another one I know oh, the name I, of. I that is one of my favorite <laughs> Taylor songs. But to me, that and oh, what was I gonna say? Uh, uh, <gasps> wait, I had it. It's gone. I don't know, keep going. I'll let you know if I think of it. Um. Okay. Love is another one there's there are those taylor songs that pop out to me that are like this song is unreal and to me all, all too well is great although i came late to it um 
there are definitely earlier ones, but from from 1989 on, um, honestly, I'm gonna say gorgeous, but um, blank, like blank space and um, lover, and my pop out on folklore was exile, mm-hmm. even though I have like other favorites right now. Um, if you were to ask me to get my top five Taylor Swift songs, I would name you 20 songs, but. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I love that. Um, That's not good math. <laughs> but like, a Blank Space pops out. Yeah. Um, Dear John. Um, my favorite from Lover is, um, I, I actually, I pulled up the track list. That's why I accidentally started playing some music. Uh, oh, Cruel oh. Summer. Cruel Summer. Oh, Cruel Summer is so good. Yes. Well. Um, but, okay. but I, I, I know, I feel like Matt's going to say we have to start wrapping up soon. Um, but I do want to go back to folklore. Yes. And not just Taylor Swift's discography, which again, I could talk about for years. Right, 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 right. yes. Let's think exclusively okay. on folklore. Okay. Let's think about it. What, you don't have to give me a top five. They don't have to be in any particular order. But what are the songs you're like, these are the songs? Okay. That are great. And this does shift for me, but kind of like the 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 um consistent tops include Last Great American Dynasty, Exile, August, mm-hmm. Invisible String, mm-hmm. and Peace. Okay, this this is great. Okay. Mine I'm I'm gonna say similar, not quite the okay. same. Um, I have to have Betty because Taylor Swift says fuck. Um, and she does, but she also doesn't. She also does in My Tears Are Okay, but I do like it. She does. I think she actually does it in Mad Woman. Oh, it's Mad Woman. Yes, it's Mad Woman. I keep saying My Tears Are Okay. Um, it's absolutely Mad. It's because they're kind of similar theme wise, but My yeah, Tears Are totally. Okay is about Scott Bruschetta, and yep. and Betty is about. Scooter Braun. Not Betty. Sorry. Mad Woman. Mad Woman. You're totally. Totally. totally, Um, Okay. So I I have to put Betty up there. August. Peace. I see. I'm going to get to 10 songs very quickly. Uh Um, And I only said I was doing five. Um, The Lakes. Ugh. So good. Oh, I do really like it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Last Great American Dynasty. Mm -hmm. I also love Invisible String. I also love Mirrorball because me too. favorite genre of Taylor Swift songs is Taylor Swift singing and writing about her own fame. And that's what Mirrorball is. It's all about how she's a celebrity and how she just has to keep trying. And she just wants, yeah. yeah. So, oh, and okay. And I, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mirrorball is interesting to me because that, that's the one I've struggled most with like the, the metaphor of it. I mean, I understand what she's saying, but what, I guess, I don't know. It's like, I'm reflecting all everything back to you basically. I don't know. Explain it to me. Okay, so this is my interpretation. Is so she says something like, "I'm I'll be every version of yourself tonight." Means yeah, yeah, yeah. Like as like a a celebrity, she has to be all these <gasps> things, to all different people. Yep. But like that's why she's like she's still tr- trying to keep us laughing. Yep. 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 Okay, um, this is making sense. I also apparently from the recording the long pond studio recording mm-hmm. she mentions that that is this song that most directly references the pandemic which i did not know in the line where she says like um i called off the circus 
and the disco's down. That's like her concert being canceled because of the pandemic. Okay. Okay. Got it. Yes. And then, and then also a little bit meta, she's still putting out an album. Yeah. Trying to keep people engaged. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of, a, kind of a good year to put out music if you if you can <laughs> so here's the thing i should mention that i am i the person i stand is ellie golding i've always been a, a huge fan and that i've been waiting for her to sort of get back to her roots and she also did put out an album this year that i think got really kind of like overlooked i don't think it's the best album but i think that like waiting for that comeback i guess in my mind but anyway so yeah i've been sort of surprised at how much more i'm listening to taylor than ellie Mm -hmm. anyway don't worry about how famous or how well it's doing to others just enjoy um what you can enjoy nobody likes what i listen to so (laughs) (laughs) true um i mean not true but but it's true just listen (laughs) Um, before Matt tells us we have to wrap up completely um I know you wanted to discuss the it's the folklore the long pond studio session yeah yeah yeah, Disney plus Mm -hmm. let's hear your thoughts okay so I was very excited that she was putting this out it was I think it was so cool to hear these because I think one also like really cool thing about the album is that they recorded it in separate spaces Mm -hmm. and whatever so it was very cool to see it all together and it was like a different experience and like hearing these songs was cool and also yeah I googled Long Pond Studios and it didn't come up and then there was an article on it I love that like whatever question I had this is the best thing I think about all of this is that whatever Taylor Swift question I have there are a million people who have already asked it and answered it. So (laughs) um, it was cool to learn that that was Aaron Dessner's like studio on in Hudson Valley. Yeah. So we got to see all of that. And then I don't know, I thought it was very cool to watch the three of them like play all of these songs together. And the discussion was cool and I either wanted more or less of it, but the songs was like, the songs were like, oh my God, this is uh, amazing to hear. And also again, Exile was a standout to me. I thought mm-hmm. Univers- or I thought Justin Vernon sounded better. Yeah, it's crazy how good he sounds. And I also thought that was one of the most powerful performances because he wasn't there. Like yeah. they- he was in his studio. He was wearing like this bandana mask mm-hmm. and a ball cap. You could barely see his face. So all oh. you could really tell was his voice. And it's so deep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. 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 Um, yep. Completely agree. Um, I could have used more discussion about the songs because okay. I am yep. fascinated by Taylor Swift, the songwriter. Yes. Um, yes. There were not for every single song, but there were some songs I was like, but, but keep talking, keep talking. Maybe it's that, is that more, yep. there were certain songs that deserved more. Yeah discussion um but i i did like the exile i also thought i think you know some people and i think her voice has gotten so much stronger but some people still don't think she's the best singer which i think is maybe is that's 
very surprised. But she sounds so she good sounds in it. So good. Mm-hmm. Also, I'm not a good judge of of like what's good Norma. music. I don't think I like. I'll say something is good, and then like James or other like musical friends would be like, "This is shit." <laughs> so I think like, kind of everything is good, but mm-hmm. I really was like, "Oh my god." Yeah. this is she sounds awesome and there's always like you know those like youtube videos of like see this female pop singer and what they're like without the music behind them in their concert rooms this is what they sound like live and i feel like taylor has a bad one out there or whatever so i think she just gets a bad rap from that sort of stuff mm-hmm. and also people who are like technical singers are like yeah it's not good but yeah i agree is all i'm saying yeah I don't always love, I, I like the song a lot, but the Seven song, I think her voice yeah. sounds the best it's ever sounded. That song. Maybe I'll go back and watch. The way she like, not, maybe not necessarily like the live recording, which I do think oh, it's okay. there, but like the way she sings it, she like knows how to use her voice now oh, in a way she yeah. didn't when she was yes. six. You, okay, and going back and listening to some of the earlier albums, you can hear her her she has a different voice even Mm -hmm. and I don't mind that kind of like young country I think though there are still good songs um you know mine comes to mind Mm -hmm. the evolution to me is like yes I'm in for whatever this is I think that's part of the reason I like Betty so much because it harkens back she has that Taylor Swift country twang in it Mm -hmm. but like now where she like understands how to use it how to use the voice totally totally yeah you're here to hear first she finally found out how to use her voice um (laughs) she's been doing good on it for a while now i just think it's Mm -hmm. particularly strong now also i just need to throw out that i love her bangs in this era her little curly bangs little curlies yeah Yeah, i love them i love them yes i i do think that since since joe she has you say she's found peace found peace <laughs> found peace oh, i love it uh if no one else has anything more to say about this album i think we will wrap it up um even though i'm sure there's plenty more to be talked about um, you know we could do a part two and part three, but I think this is a perfect place to end it. I do want to leave off that I am so proud of Taylor Swift um, and for this album. Mm-hmm. And it's good and everyone should go listen to it. And also yeah. go back and listen to all of her other songs, but also listen to this album. Yeah. So proud of her. Listen to it and then read the Wikipedia page on it because you'll find out info on it that's like crucial and you'll want to go back and listen. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, Julia, thank you for bringing that wonderful topic to us this week. Thank you uh, guys so much for having me on and talking about the topic. Oh, yeah. Uh, I will um, tell listeners a little behind the scenes. We've wanted to have you on for months. In fact, we had scheduled you once for February or March, and then we had to move it. And then this thing, it, a pandemic may, happened. Something may have happened. Yeah, yeah that thing. That thing um, happened. I know. I'm so glad that we were able to do this. Mm-hmm. Made it work. And you know what? If, it, if we had done it back then, it would have been not about this album because it wouldn't have existed. Exactly. So. Exactly. Um, 
Julie, do you have anything you'd like to uh, plug or promote or just say, check this thing out or whatever? <laughs> well, I will say just, you know what, give me a, give me a little follow on those social medias. You know what I mean? It's really all there. Uh, at, on Instagram, I'm at Jules1090, which is J-U-L-E-S 1090. And then Twitter is at jschroeder04. And, you know, I make that very easy by having those very different. Mm. And I don't know. You can rewind 15 seconds if you want to know what that is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, I'll go find her on social media. There, she's there somewhere. <laughs> um, it's it's out there. Yeah. The representation exists. Um, totally. Cool, cool. Emily, do you have anything you'd like to plug? No. Cool. <laughs> I'll just I'll just All mention uh, that about Taylor Swift. I, I'm gonna plug those. So go listen again. <laughs> go listen again. She needs that. Um, I uh, I'll just plug my YouTube channel. Check it out. YouTube.com/slash Matthew Aramondo. <laughs> Not Matt, that short version of my name, the long version. <laughs> uh, and I got sketches on there and maybe a new one real soon. Um, keeping it 100 over here. Um, <laughs> if you are not already subscribed to TBD, please do so on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever else you can do it. Um, or just go to tbdpodcast.com. Please follow us on social media at TBD Podcast, available on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And if you want to email us or whatever, you can do that at uh, tbdpodcast at gmail.com. Send us whatever you want. I don't care. (laughs) Maybe I'll check it at 1230 in the morning. Um, (laughs) All right. uh, Well, Julia, thank you for being our guest. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Otherwise, that's that's a wrap. Uh, My name is Matt Armando. I'm Emily Riggins. And this has been TBD.